Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute of crying. We'll it to the end. Nowhere near the best best is ready ready to begin. As long as we got each other, we got the world spinning right in our hands. Baby, rain or shine all the time. We got each other Sharing the laughter in love Sharing the laughter in love I love it. I love a song. Why were you singing that? Because it's a great song. Was there a particular reason, though? No, just because uh, we were singing it earlier. And just because you're the movie geek and I am the movie geek's wife and this is our movie geek podcast and we felt like singing Growing Pains? Everyone loves growing pains in the... Who sings that song? I don't know. It sounds like Joe Cocker. <laughs> no, it's not. Are you sure? No. Joe Cocker sang um, the Wonder Years theme song. Or that guy. It's like Warren, Bill Warren, Leslie Ann Warren. Yes, it was Leslie Ann Warren. <laughs> no? <laughs> it was not a guy, but a woman. Oh, Okay. So, um, so no, hi I, everyone. I blame it all on the alcohol. Justin made some wicked sangria, you guys. Ow, 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 alcohol. Not the ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, but the ow, 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 alcohol. Jamie Foxx, he calls it the ah, uh, ow, uh, uh, alcohol. No, isn't it? Blame it on the ah, 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 alcohol, baby. That's ah, uh, ah, uh, not ow, 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 like you have a speech impediment. Well, if you just like stub your toe and you were drinking some alcohol <laughs> at the same time, that's what you would say. Uh, okay, note to self. Duly noted, sir. Well, we just got back from a new release, you guys. We just saw Bridesmaids with Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, et al. It, dro- it drove us to drink. <laughs> if we're drinking because we're celebrating because it was a great movie, then yes. Don't you think? We'll get to that. Oh, really? We will. We'll also let you know um, (laughs) that the second movie was uh, an oldie. Very bad things. Oh, yeah. So far. Piven. So old. All the way back in 1998. Well, do you know that's a long time ago now? What is that? That's 13 years. I counted my fingers, y'all. Doesn't seem that long ago. It's 13 years. That's a teenager. If a teenager was born at the time Very Bad Things came out, that kid's in like in high school now. Someone was made, you know, while, right after watching that movie. I feel like it should have been retitled Very, 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 Very Inexcusably Bad Things. I don't know if they could fit that on the marquee. They could if they really wanted to. Okay. Well, we'll get to that too. Okay. In due times. In due times. Are you copying me? <laughs> just, just give me like the stink eye, so I felt like I should let you know why. 
Anyway, on to Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Everybody whom I know who has seen this movie basically told me, oh my God, this movie's so awesome, I can't wait. It's so good. I went to a screening, and the screening was great, and I can't wait to see it again. And then somebody else would be like, I've seen it three times. And I'd be like, didn't it just come out? Yeah. You saw it three times. People that I know. Wow. Some of whom may or may not work in TV and get passes to these sort of things. Some of whom may or may not have a life since they've already seen the movie three times and it was just released (laughs) on Friday. But they were really excited. Oh, I'm going to see it again. It's a great movie. Wow. With all that buildup. Well, I have to say, I feel like it's uh, one of Judd Apatow's, as far as his producing effort, one of his best efforts in a while. I mean, what did we last have from him? Uh, Funny People? Um, well, he directed that one. He wrote and directed that one. He also produced it too, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say I like it better than funny people. What has he done since then? <sighs> I don't know. You've banned me from using my cell phone. So Come on, I movie can, geek. I have my IMDb. Huh? I did ban him, you guys, because last time on the podcast he was IMDbing things, and it was distracting to me because I felt like he wasn't listening. So I banned him. Sorry. I mean, before that, he had, like, knocked up. Well, yeah, we know. <laughs> well, you just asked me what else he had. No, I didn't ask before. I was saying since Funny People. Since Funny People? What has he produced? Indeed. I don't know if he's had much since Funny well, People. Well, then, this is his greatest hit since Funny People. This is the best movie he's done <laughs> since Funny People. For sure. We checked. Not really. Is that, that's probably on the, the marquee. Yes. <laughs> Should be. You mean on the marquee, but on the advertising poster? Yes, that too. That you see at the bus stop? Or in the tray, like the, the TV spot. The TV spot? So Chrissy, mm-hmm. as a um, young American adult female, mm-hmm. what did you think of Bridesmaids? I'm so glad I'm not single anymore, you guys. <laughs> watching that and watching what Kristen Wiig went through with John Hamm, who is not her boyfriend, but is the guy that at best can be described as her friend with benefits and at worst can be described as the total douchebag that she gives it up to even though she shouldn't because he just wants the P-U-N-A-N-I. P-U-N-A-N-Y-Punani? Yes! (laughs) Why don't you just say it? I didn't know if iTunes would censor me. (laughs) So I spelled it. I don't even know if that's how it's spelled. You're like the people that say, he stuck his... P-E-N-I-S in me. <laughs> like you can have it, like the act and have it inside you, but you can't say the, the word. Exactly. Anyway, Punani. she gave up her P-U-N-A-N-I she to was, him. She was third in line, he said. Which is sad. No woman should ever be third in line for anything. It is one thing to be second. I know that sounds terrible that I'm saying that and you think I'm making a joke. I actually understand being the number two. I do, because I've been the number two. You have another priority. I get it. For whatever reason, you have that person as your priority. I've had number twos. I get it. Sometimes you're the number two. Sometimes you have a number two. But number three, that is unacceptable. You just said you have number twos. (laughs) So I did. My apologies. Maybe iTunes will censor that. Girls don't poop. (laughs) No, they don't. Ever. Or fart. Or as my mother would say in French, prutz. They do not prutz. Well, if we're talking about John Hamm at this portion. We should. Um, I should say, even though that he played a bit of a. Uh, 
douchebag. A-hole douchebag? Douchebag. The whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, dude, I kind of want to be friends with John Hamm. Really? Because I was thinking, dude, don't you have a wax person you could go to for your chest? Oh, he's total man. No, it's too much man for 100%. Me. 105% man. No, it's too much. He's got like a, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of roughage. You could be a man and not have a forest growing on your chest. That's all I'm saying. Justin, you should be taking notes from John. I mean, not, no, don't take notes from John Ham. Take notes from me, not John Ham. I don't know. I think me and John Ham could be friends right now. We got a little bit of a roughage growing. They call that a glory trail, my friend. What? The glory? What? They call it a glory trail. This is a glory trail right here? No, not near your boobs, no. But down <laughs> near your belly button. They call it a glory trail. It's gotten very Jumbo's clown room here in, in the bedroom. <laughs> Nobody it, knows who what, who or what that is. Oh, that's a story I should tell later. Yes, you should. Okay, but yeah, uh, John Hamm, I just, he thinks we'd be good bros. Because really? Because he was a douchebag in this. Play some hoops. I'm not talking about the character he plays in the movie. Oh, you mean in real life? I'm talking about John Hamm in real life. What I'm, about his character on Mad Men? I'm a big uh, John Hamm fan. Would you be friends with this character on Mad Men? He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he plays these dicky parts. But it, again, it's a whole different era, so I don't know. Like if I was in a time machine and I went back... Um, I don't know. I guess I'd be friends with him on Mad Men. Would you be friends with his character that he played on 30 Rock, his love interest of Tina Fey? This has gotten too much. You want to be friends with John Hamm? you got to know the facts. I want to be uh, John Hamm the actor, and then we can talk about all his roles, and I can give him tips. Hey, actors are like schizophrenics. They have all of these different roles that they play. No. But they, but they give themselves, I mean, they give that character a piece of them. So if you're going to be friends with that person, you better like all the people they've played. I think your rules are a little too high maintenance for me. I just want to be friends with him. <laughs> and he seems like everything I've seen, I heard from him, you know, interview wise, he just seems like a really down to earth, cool, chill guy. You know, I, on that note. Very Clooney esque, if I must say. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. On that note, there's a part of me that really wanted to be friends with Rose Byrne in this, but then I was like, I don't think I could handle being friends with Rose Byrne in real life because she's so pretty and seems. So nice, and yet she has that mean girl side to her that I would just, I don't know, have a cardiac infarction. So overall, you said you, you wouldn't, you, you're glad you're not single anymore, but yeah. what did you think of the movie? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. It was very good at illustrating female relationships that don't revolve around men. Too many movies do this where the best friend is there pretty much just to shed light on the main character's problems with whatever guy she's having, and that becomes the whole crux of the issue. I don't know if you noticed, we didn't even like very much meet Maya Rudolph's uh, man, her fiance, you know, that she's getting married to and bridesmaids. Like, we never even really met him. We just saw him. And yes, we got some insight into John Hamm's character and why he was a douche, but it reflected more upon Kristen Wiig and the choices she was making and not about this relationship and how they were clashing. I, you know, I'll give you a frame of reference. One of a, the great chick flicks of the past 20 years is someone like you with Ashley Judd. <laughs> I know you're laughing because I said that. Is this an overall general statement by you? Yes. Has this been tested in labs or anything? It did really well. I thought it was okay. And most of my friends really liked it. Okay. Well, you're a guy. I'm talking, I said chick flick. I was very careful in my choice of words. I said it was a chick flick. And chicks in general like someone like you. Has Hugh Jackman, has Greg Kinnear, has Marissa Tomei. But if you, I don't know if you, you, I think you have seen actually based on what you said, but Marissa Tomei is Ashley Judd's best friends in this. 
And she's pretty much there just to talk about her failed relationships and to talk about Ashley Judd's budding and or failed relationships, depending on the scene. It's never about the two of them. It's never about their well, relationships that's a, with That's the tower. rule. What's that famous rule with all movies that, you, that there's like very little movies that have two female characters who talk to each other, not about guys. That's what I'm saying I like about this movie. Well, yes. Except I took the long way. You took the long way around. That's a famous rule. The there's a name for it. Home. But it's true. There's a lot There's a lot of um, interesting um, relationships. Um, there's a lot of interesting with, female with, dynamic without being feminist. Yes. Ta-da! Okay. What else did you like about it? Well, aside from that glowing master's sort of dissection I just gave you of the movie of female characters. So we should end the podcast right now. <laughs> Ta-da! No. Uh, well, obviously, the aristocrats. <laughs> no. That's what we should do. We <laughs> no, should, we should not. We should get your best aristocrats joke. We should not. Okay. So this family walks into an agent's office. <laughs> well, yeah, you were earlier not even saying, you know, was it the JJ? No. No, it was... P-U-N-A-N-I. Punani? Yeah, I hope anyway. Okay, so... Not that I hope for Punani, but I hope that's how it's spelled. Okay, I also enjoyed, obviously, the comedy. Kristen Wiig is a terrific actress and obviously a very good writer. And I think she knows how to write to herself and she knows how to write women very, very well. Okay. There you go. All right. I could talk about other things, but I'm done talking. I want to hear what you liked about it. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I wasn't as bold over as I guess you were about it. Oh, that's a shame. No, I mean, I thought it was great, but I, I don't know. I guess it was built up a little bit too much by other people that were saying it was like the funniest comedy in years. Not of years, but of the year, I would say. Of the year? Think of something that was funnier this year. Well, that's it. I can't. I can't. Go, go, Gadget Encyclopedia what, Brown Brain. What other comedies have come out this year? Exactly. Bridesmaids. That's it. <laughs> This is like that earlier thing. What was the? This is the best. Uh, I said someone like you was one of the best chick flicks of the past twenty years. Oh no, that's not what I was thinking of. But I thought this was way better than someone like you. There you go. Oh, I agree. Um, and in terms of uh, Apatow produced movies, um, Fart sounds with your mouth. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to think of the other ones he's done, like uh, Super Bad. I didn't like it as much as Super Bad. You obviously you referenced Knocked Up. Knocked Up. Forty Year Old Virgin. No, see, I like all those movies better. But that's just me. I feel like this is right up there with them. I actually feel like it, it's on the same echelon. No, I think it would be on like the. Yes. The the the, the echelon right below it, pretty much. So on par with Funny People. No, I liked it better than Funny People. Okay, so Funny People was like the bottom of the barrel of Apatow for you. I think the problems that I generally had with it was, A, I thought it was a little or. bit too, too long. What? Nothing. All right, grammar Nazi. <laughs> Sorry. Pumped me with wine and then be hey, grammar Nazi. Hey, you made the sangria. Okay. I thought it was a little bit too long. Okay. I was kind of confused about the structure of it because it seemed like they would have parts of the w- wedding festivities or whatever, and then it would seem like they wouldn't have something for like a couple of days in terms of how the movie was structured. And I'm like, what was that? Was that like the engagement dinner? And then 
those parts where I'm like, where are they? Are they back in Chicago? Are they in Wisconsin? Are they in Vegas now? Like, I will admit, I was I, I was confused not with the, the the linear events of a wedding. I know the order of how that goes, but no, I, I mean I'm just talking about within how it's structured within the movie and knowing where they are and what's going on. It's where they are that was a problem. Like he was um, one of the characters that Kristen Wiig associates with is a cop, Scottish cop, and he's obviously a Wisconsin state trooper. Yeah, what was it? Was he always in the same spot? So she know. Like, that's where he's going to be. Like, he pretty much sat by the side of the road playing Sudoku and then, like, occasionally doing the little radar, radar? Okay. Laser radar gun on passerby. And by that, I mean cars. But it's weird because, yes, he was a Wisconsin straight state trooper. It's implied that Kristen Wiig is living in Wisconsin, I guess, because at some point somebody makes a joke about how yeah, she's still here. And remember when we used to go to this place? So I think she's still in Wisconsin. But the stuff was in Chicago, right? Right. But I think Maya Rudolph was the one who had grown up and moved to Chicago. And then she married this guy. And she became a part of Chicago society, so to speak. See, but obviously, so Kristen Wiig's character would go to Chicago for the stuff. But I think she would go back to Wisconsin. And I'm like, wait, is she done with all, like... I have a geographic question for you because I'm challenged. Mm-hmm. Are Wisconsin and Illinois side by side? Are they? I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> really? You don't know? I expect more of you. I expected you to. I love that that's a question. Well, because then it would make sense. Like maybe Kristen Wiig lived on the border of Wisconsin. <sighs> what else? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other things that I had. Issues with? Yeah. But the, no, this is like – this is. All I said was it, it wasn't like an all-out rave, like A++. Still, I thought you were saying like an all-out rave, like they went to a rave. Yes, this movie wasn't like going to an all-out <laughs> rave. It was more like going to just, you know, a semi-out rave. Going to a bar and doing half an E pill. Yeah, no, I'm saying this is like, you know, like a B, Tablet, like a B effort if I was grading it rather than an A++. I'm not saying it deserves an A++, but a B? I don't think it's a B movie. That and I just think it was for someone that said it was the funniest movie they've seen in like years. I'm like, oh wow, that must be amazing. Let me. Okay, so then let me rephrase. And, and the thing, but the thing, thing is, I don't think it's an all-out comedy. I think there's like some real like drama within, and and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not like. It's Dumb and Dumber where it's just slapstick, the whole thing. So. But that, you know, I like Dumb and Dumber as a movie, but in general, no, I'm just, I don't I'm like- not comparing it in, in terms of movies, which I like the best. I'm just talking about what kind of movie it is. Like, right? there's there's a real, like, deep center of this movie talking about how Kristen Wiig, you know, is sad with her life. Right. And you usually don't get that in, you know... Let's just compare it because other people are comparing it in The Hangover. There's not a lot of stuff like that in The Hangover. I agree. I don't think that this is necessarily a bad thing. I, no, I'm I just explaining. Like it it, it you're getting, has heart. That's fine. I'm just explaining to you why I didn't. People are like saying it's like the funniest movie, movie they've seen in years. I said it's kind of, it's it's not, you know, an awe comedy. There's still some like, you know, parts that are not as com- Actually, comedic. I'm going to go to bat with you on this because I feel like the fact that it did have a heart 
and that, as you put it, there is some, quote, drama in it, made you care that much more for the characters, and therefore the things that they did or said were even funnier. Whereas in a movie like Dumb and Dumber, let's just say, although I loved it, that it's just, like you said, all slapstick. And I honestly didn't really care what happened to Lloyd and to... All right, that's Jason enough. We're not, we're, we're not here to... <laughs> no, I'm just illustrating a point. Like, it's funnier in a way when you care about the people. But again, you weren't listening to what I was saying. I Absolutely, was, I was. comparing to the type of movie it was. I understand. And and you're saying you you feel like because there were certain dramatic parts, it, it made it not as funny as people were purporting it to be. And I disagree. I got it right. No, but I'm just, when, when people say, like, if I was to say that was one of the funniest movies I've seen in years, I, it wouldn't be like, a, you know, 85% comedy and 58% drama. It would probably be 100% comedy. Wait, did you just say 85% comedy and 58% drama? No, 85% comedy, 15% oh, I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Even I can add that. It doesn't work. Anyway, I don't know why we're <laughs> nitpicking for me saying that I thought this was, well, let's you know, talk about, a, you know. I want to, I, I have a definitive kind of final question for you on this before we move on to, you know, other more fun stuff. Uh-huh. If this were your film, uh-huh. how would you have made it better? Uh, I would have punched it up, um, you know, in terms of jokes, like it needs some more jokes. And then I would have cut some of the middle part, which kind of sags when you're watching. You're like, uh, like what parts would you have cut? Huh? What Just the middle part cut? of the month. I'm not going to go scene by scene and, and say which scenes I would have cut. But you can't saying, substantiate your argument by saying, I don't think that this should have happened or this was too long. No, I'm just saying over it was, if, if your movie runs long, you can feel it. And, you know, just watching the movie, I felt it ran, ran a little long. Like, five to ten minutes, that's it. It wasn't a 90-minute movie. It was, like, you know, almost two hours. So as opposed to cutting any particular scenes, you would have made each scene, let's just say, a little bit shorter. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah, mm, you know. I disagree with you on that and need get, more jokes. It would have taken away from the heart. <laughs> would have it? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Because it was still very, very funny, and it still had heart. I think it actually struck quite a great balance. Okay. It was funny without being, you know, like stupid funny, and it was heartfelt without being hokey. I don't know. It did have some scatological humor in there, so. It had what? Scatological humor. Uh, I'm dumb. Can you explain what that means to me? Like fart jokes and crap jokes? Like oh. the whole, there's a whole scene in the oh, movie scat. where they uh, go yeah. to, to try on their, uh. This was bad. Bridesmaid dresses. And um, it's directly after a scene where they go to this skeezy me- uh, Mexican restaurant and yeah. possibly get food I feel poisoning. like that's the type of place that you would have dragged me to, by the way. This place is great. It got it got five stars on Yelp. And there's something vegan there, and it's awesome. So who cares if it got a C in the health inspection? You would never walk into a place that had a C. No, I know, but that's the whole point, is that I... Was wondering, did you empathize with Kristen Wiig's character at all? Because I feel like that's something you would do. Well, thanks. I appreciate you saying that about me. That would take you to a dirty restaurant. <laughs> you would. One of your favorite restaurants is Pure Luck, which is so obviously dirty. Oh, wow. Just saying. So, did any of these hijinks happen to you during your, you know... Bridal shenanigans. But as you well know, I didn't have a traditional wedding, nor did I have any traditional 
prior or she pre-wedding went, activities. But did you you did have a traditional bachelorette party? With, I did have a bachelorette party with dudes, sweaty, sweaty <laughs> dudes. I wouldn't say they were sweaty so much as they were oiled. No, like sweats, like mixed up with the oil. No, it's really oil. Swoil. Just kind of oil. Yeah, like we could have baked a pizza on them. And you were molested by some strippers. I was. I don't think that this is protocol, but the people after the show, well, not even after the show, during the show, called me up on stage because everybody at my table was like, whoa, bachelorette. And then they did a little dance for me with their weird sort of like umbrella speedos. Wait, umbrella? No, banana speedos. They call them banana hammocks. There you go. And then they took me in the back. How do you know that? And I'm wearing one right now. (laughs) And they, no kidding, guys, full on molested me. I won't go into graphic detail because this podcast should be rated around PG-13. But let's just say when somebody sees a bruise that you have on your lower back and they're checking from the opposite end, you go, how did they see that bruise? Oh, my God. I need to get back to my table. And then you find a way to, like, basically elbow them in the face and karate chop them so you can run out from being backstage and get back to your table. And then ten months later... A little sweaty, oily baby comes dancing right out of your punani. I don't know what you're talking about. I am childless. Maggie is excluded in that. Maggie's a dog. Yeah. I hope she's excluded in that. Well, excluded from she's not, oily we, children. She's not. We have a problem. She's not oily, nor she is she a proper child. She's not oily children. Um, one thing that <laughs> I did really, really did like about the movie, which um, I'm sure you did too, because you voiced your approval, was um, Gilmore Girls alum Melissa McCarthy. She was great. Um, I met her recently, and she is just a doll in real life. Incredibly funny and nice. At the job? Yeah. Oh, she was cool? She was awesome. And beautiful, might I add. Like, she came out wearing this uh, beautiful dress, and I was like, oh my gosh, she looks stunning. She was so humble about it. Oh, thank you. So it felt like such a departure to see her. she from the South? She's got a Southern accent? No. She's not? No. Oh, she's going to snow. Okay. I don't think she did. Huh. Uh, she might be from the eastern seaboard, but I don't think she, she's from the south. She was also in that movie, what are we, uh, The Nines with Ryan Reynolds. It's really mm-hmm. good. She's also on Mike and Molly on CBS. Mm. I don't watch um, those sort of sitcoms, but I've heard she's great. But I liked her character and how she was very, um, she was like. Over the top gross. Not over the top gross, but just sure about what she wanted she was very overly like sexual and like <laughs> she, you know and let's face it we're not honest to seeing heavier women be overtly sexual the way she was we're just not as an audience we're conditioned to see that and go ew mm-hmm. and i feel like towards which the- i didn't do i was like Go, girl. Yeah, towards the end, we, as cookies. an audience, we were really rooting for her. I, I will say in the beginning, there was an audible kind of gasp in the theater, at least that I heard, where, like, she – there's one point, one point where Melissa McCarthy puts her leg up like a, a ballet dancer would to stretch in a doorway, except, obviously, she's not shaped like a ballerina. And the guy's like, uh, will you please remove your leg? And she's like, you want some of this. And she's really going for it, even though, like, she probably shouldn't be at that particular point. And I could hear people in the audience going, oh, and they were just so grossed out by – a woman who isn't shaped like a stick putting up her leg, like, you know, near her head in a doorway. That was one of my favorite scenes of the movie, the whole airplane thing. So The airplane sequence was great. 
Yes. It reminded me of the fact that uh, Chrissy's mother, when we got <laughs> married, the only way that we could get her from Los Angeles to San Francisco was um, we put her on a plane and we... Drugged her. I dosed her with some absinthe. <laughs> they actually had absinthe on the plane. We ordered it, made her drink it, and she was good to go for the hour or whatever that she had to be on the plane. And the funny thing is, if you tell her this now, because she was good at the time, but we're trying to get her to go back east for, with us for Christmas this year, she is scared, you know what, Liz, and won't do it, or at least so she seems. And we remind her, you did great when you went to San Francisco, because we gave you some absinthe, and we'll just do have you know, have to do that again. And she's like, oh, no, oh, no, it was so scary. Oh, no, I can't do it. And I'm like, you were fine at the time. <laughs> it's just now, in retrospect, that you're not fine about it. To, this time I'll go with absinthe and uh, rufinol. Get her some roofies. Please don't roofie my mother. That seems just somehow awkward. But it's just roofie so she can, you know, make it across the country in an airplane. I know, but it has more sinister implication. Please don't roofie my mother. I'm not going to have someone molest her on the airplane <laughs> to, to make her feel uh, comforting. Thanks. Comfortable. I'm so glad. You can have the roofies without the molesting, don't you know? <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a simple math problem. You take away one, you don't have it. So who was your favorite character in this? There were a few good ones. Um, mm-hmm. yes. Other than Melissa McCarthy, I mean, uh, Chris Wick. Right. Was probably my favorite. She was just really good. I liked her and uh, the relationship that she seemed like she had with um, Maya. My Angel. My Angelo. My Angelo. Maya Angelou was amazing in this movie. Can I just tell you guys? She was my favorite character when she started doing poetry. That was it for me. You know that would have been awesome if part of her bridal <laughs> party, my my Angelo was just part of the bridal party. It's sort of like Mike Tyson was. Just in Hangover for no reason at all. Well, that would explain why there was some Fiona Apple music in the middle of the movie. I know why the cage bird sings and drink, bitches. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. My Angelo is to- totally, you know, hazing us to drink. Why is she in the bridal party? She's totally been drinking. I can tell. <laughs> all right. Um, what else did I like about the movie? Um, I thought of Kristen Wiig's uh, relationship with the, uh, is he Scottish? He is Scottish. The Scottish um, police officer in the movie was Rhodes. Ki- was kind of um, cute. Here's my question about that. Okay. They have a night together where it is implied that she went home with him, they did some fun things, and then she wakes up the next day in his bed and is kind of disoriented. She turns into a dude. Yes. She wants to get out of there. She turns into Ham. She wants to get out of there as soon as possible. John Ham, you mean. Ham. Yes. She doesn't actually turn into, like, a pig. Ham. Yes, she did, and that makes sense. <laughs> well, neither way it made sense. She doesn't actually turn into John Ham either. But, metaphorically speaking. The way that, in the, the same way in the movie that he, at one point... Rejected her. Well, he wakes up in the morning, they'd had sex the night before, and he says, I don't want to make this awkward, but can you just leave? I'd really like it if you'd leave. <laughs> I really want you to go. Which every man is, you know... <laughs> Oh, Justin. No, I've never thought such things. You're such a liar. I never went to college. <laughs> so, um, um, no, wait. Now you lost my train of thought. But uh, Oh, I remember. So she sleeps over. Mm-hmm. And do you think it was presumptuous that 
roads the next morning had all these baking supplies like just ready to go and then he woke her up and was like come in the kitchen I honestly thought when he said that he was gonna have like a gourmet breakfast cooked for her like I made you pancakes I made you eggs like I went all out and instead he's all these ingredients he's like you're gonna cook me something awesome no that is exactly not what happened he said that they were gonna cook something together because he was very into her and her cooking career. But then that was the thing. He was like, "You really need to do that again. You're a really great baker. You should try to reopen the bakery." Maybe, but she told him over and over again how she wasn't ready to do it. That she had, she was still stinging from the failure of her bakery. That, by the way, was called like Cake Baby and had since been vandalized. To read Cock Baby. And she was very upset about it. And he bought her all these baking supplies. And then he said, we're going to bake together. Well, wait. Let me rephrase that. You're going to do the baking. And I'm going to do the eating. That was presumptuous. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. Uh, I thought that they were cooking something together. No, he said, well, he said, we're going to bake together. And then he said, well, you're going to do the baking. And I'm going to do the eating. And then he was like, you are the expert after all. So you didn't you didn't like his character? I know I did like his character, but I understood why at that particular point she was like, "I kind of want to leave." That was in bad taste. Okay. It just was. So his bad. It would be like if your sister, who by the way is an amazing singer, made it like big time, and then she slept over at some guy's house, and then the guy in the morning. <laughs> so the guy in the morning. Wait, like, was like, "All right, I got us this recorder." And I want you to sing me something. And she's like, I kind of don't want to work right now. And he's like, no, no, you're in a great – we're going to sing together. I mean, really, you're going to sing and I'm going to listen to it. But, you know, let's do this. And then she's like, no, really? This is not okay. And then she leaves. It's kind of the same thing. (laughs) It's exactly the same thing. You're right. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It is. So you had no problems with this movie. You thought it was A++. Well, now I'm going to capitalize on that. It would be the same thing if you were a professional dog walker. And then he brought a random dog in. And she's like, what's this dog doing here? And he's like, you're so good at dog walking. I brought this dog here so you could walk it. And she'd be like, I don't want that responsibility. Well, she was a doctor. And then she woke <laughs> up. And there was like a cadaver on <laughs> on the dining room table. Yes. He's like, He's like, let's do some, let's do some stuff. Let's That's exactly my point. Thank you for jumping on board. That's it. Then now do you see how it was presumptuous? I thought it was cute that he just watched her in her sleep. That was great. I thought it was cute, but at the time you weren't sure if it was cute or creepy, and it was walking the fine line. Wow. Okay. Well, again, I would probably give this movie, um, like I said, a solid B. I thought it was really good. Um, good time in the theater. Mm-hmm. Take your girlfriends. Drink a little bit before. <laughs> what? Do you think you could enjoy it without drinking a little bit before? <laughs> what is, why are you turning everything up? <laughs> why? Because you're an alcoholic? <laughs> I feel badly that we didn't comment at all, by the way, on the relationship between Kristen Wiig's character and Rose Byrne's character, Helen. I feel like that was a big part of the movie and we didn't discuss it. It's okay. I think well, people will understand. All right. Why? Did you like that... That relationship. No, I've had friends like that, though, who just constantly upstage you at every turn. Not because they're necessarily better at life than you, but because they have more money than you. Well, and the fact that later on in the movie, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) For bridesmaids. This is a spoiler, but uh, Rose Burns' character says that she has no, um, no female friends. So 
that can become a problem. If you don't have any female friends, you don't know how to associate with females. I'd be like, gee, I wonder why. It's because when you throw a bachelorette party, you decide to do it in Vegas, and then you give at the shower tickets to Paris, and then at the wedding, you put lasers in the sky that write people's names. Could it be that? Dude, let's talk about that. <laughs> Number one, I really liked, was it the... Uh, um, was it the bridal party that had the the fountain, the chocolate fountain? That was a shower. And the um, dogs with the berets. Yeah, the dogs with berets were party favors. By the way, they gave out dogs as party favors. But they puppies. Were, they were cute little puppies with berets. I want some cute little puppies with berets. Here's the deal. On one hand, it is an adorable idea. On the other hand, it is a very, 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 very inexcusably bad idea to give out a living, breathing animal as a gift to somebody who might not want it, who might not be able to care for it, and might take it to the pound. You know that was a movie, right? That wasn't real. I don't care. People are going to see this movie and go, oh my god, a puppy's a great party favor. They're not party favors, stupids. They're animals, and they're supposed to become members of your family, not party favors. It's not an object. And that fountain is not meant for chocolate like that. I don't know how it works like that, but... All right, let me talk about the real issue that I had with this movie. Okay. Spoiler warning, we're going to talk about the end of the movie. There's actual, oh, there's a wedding at the end. There is? I know. It's crazy. Like, it happens. But in the movie, you already mentioned the aforementioned lasers. There's like a laser show. Mm-hmm. Not only that, the actual bridal party is like in the middle of this pool, like on these like cubes. On they're like walking, almost walking on water, like a bunch of Jesuses. But there's like they're on these cubes, and you you look at it, and you're like, how did they get out to the water? How did they get out to the cubes in the middle of the water? Well, look at there were platforms that they could like walk across. Yeah, but and there was get to. but there wasn't a plat. No, but there was a platform, or it didn't look like one to walk across to the platform in the middle. Well, I'm sure there had to be something. I'm sure the production didn't airlift Maya Rudolph in her dress <laughs> to the spot that she used to be on and be like, here's your island, and then no, it went away. But I, but I was thinking in the moment, like you're you're at that that <laughs> that wedding, and you're like... You took it realistically. Did they take like a little mini boat over yes, there? Yes, that's what they did. <laughs> they took a mini boat. Skydove into the platform? Actually, it was a sea-doo. They took a sea-doo to the middle, and ta-da, Wedding! For a second, I, it reminded me of the party in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Haven't seen it. What? Wait, that's not true. I saw it in like 1989. I don't remember it very well. Not that it's like an A-plus movie, but it's got some... Quirk. Anyway. All right, cool. So you gave it a B-plus. B. Right? Oh, just straight B? A B. Wow. I give it... You're acting like that's a terrible grade. Well, it is. I give it somewhere between an A and an A-minus. Ooh. No, you know why? Here's what? the difference. A or A minus, if we're talking about restaurants, I'll eat there. B, not so much. Not going to eat there. Well, I guess you won't be eating bridesmaids then. No, I will not be eating bridesmaids anytime soon. But thanks for throwing that out there. Glad <laughs> we had this talk. Oh, man. Let's talk about very, 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 very bad things, as you called it. I, re- I inserted inexcusably in there, too. Oh, okay. So, Chrissy had never seen Very Bad Things. And I thought, uh, subject matter, it lined up with Bridesmaids. I know what you thought. You thought, wow, you know what? Requiem for a Dream went really well. Let's watch this. That's what you thought. No, I, I see, seriously, what I thought was that we were either going to watch Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks, which is 
an 80s movie, which Chrissy loathes. I don't loathe 80s movies. Or Very Bad Things. Which I, don't, I don't know which one I like the best, but Bachelor Party is just not as interesting as discussion, I think, as Very Bad Things. Well, so I went with Very Bad Things. I haven't seen Bachelor Party, so I can't say for sure, but I do know I enjoy me some Tom Hanks much more than I enjoyed this movie. So, yes. Okay, but so what did you think about Very Bad Things? <sighs> okay. For you, for those of you who've never seen Very Bad Things, it's um, basically The Hangover. No, it's not. If it went really, really wrong, and it was all about murdering people and not at all about shenanigans. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, what what list after problems that you had with Very Bad Things? Please. All right. Well, first of all. Um, not that this is in that genre, but let me tell you, this is why I don't like horror movies. I don't like, like, really severe blood guts gore sort of stuff. That's why after I stopped watching after the first Saw movie, because I was like, I'm done now. I like thriller movies as far as that genre is concerned, and I can take, I can take show, the showing of blood, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, like, not show blood yeah. but, or people dead, but when you start getting into, like, you know, anything that's, like, really gory or body party, I'm not a fan. This is why I also didn't watch The Human Centipede with you. This is not a horror movie, but it might as well have been because the murders that go down are pretty graphic. And then what they do to the bodies afterward, as far as the mutilation is concerned, it was just like, I I literally, no kidding, guys, I just stopped eating my dinner. And I never do because I'm, like, a fat child and I like to eat everything. I pushed away. My dinner was like, I'm done. I can't. So the subject matter was just too much for you. The way they chose to, to purvey that subject matter, yes. Not the subject matter itself. It was the way they chose to sell it. Because there's there's really only one really graphic, like, bloody scene in the movie. If by one you mean, like, five that encapsulated 30 minutes of the film, then sure. Yeah. There's the killing of the hooker. Then there's the killing of the hotel security guard. What? Why am I shushing? It's what Are you going to list everything out? In order. And then there's the dismembering of their bodies before they bury them. I'm sorry. That was more than one scene, and it took longer than, like, five minutes. Okay. And the funny thing is, is that I want to say it was a couple years ago. We were flipping through the channels before bedtime, and... We happened upon very bad things, I want to say, on, like, HBO. And I remember this because I was in the bedroom in our old apartment, and you were in the living room. You were like, Chrissy, Chrissy, oh, my God, turn it on on 515, which is, like, a Cinemax channel. And I asked why, and you were like, it's a great, great movie. It's great. It's called Very Bad Things. And I turned it on because you told me to. And it was that scene, that scene that starts with the hooker and ends with her dying and ends with dismemberment. And I watched, like, half of it, and I went, Oh my God! What? So the if we hell take if we this? take that whole part with the hooker and the hotel guy out piecemeal out of the movie, you and would the have and the dismemberment. You would have you wouldn't have as, as much of a problem with it. Agreed. Okay. That kind of killed it for me, and also Christian Slater being just a totally irreparable human being. Like, but that's part of the that's that's the movie. He's a psychopath in the movie. So you're saying he didn't play the psychopath? Why did psychopath? he have friends? Huh? Why did he have friends? Well, uh, psychopaths d- still do have friends out in the world. You, they do? Yeah. Really? Most of them are also psychopaths. Okay. Or sociopaths. 
So you just had problems with the character's choices in the movie instead of the movie itself. I had a problem with the characters. I had a problem with the characters, the character choices, mm-hmm. how they decided to – how the producers and directors decided to show the character's choices. Mm-hmm. And basically I couldn't find very much that was redeeming about it. I know that it was dark, but honestly the only reason I kept watching was just because I wanted to know what happens because I have some weird insatiable curiosity for wanting to know how it all ends. Not because it was good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, actually, I feel like Cameron Diaz was was the most underrated person in the movie because she was a somewhat psychopath in her own right, as it turned out. No. But hers um, was much more nuanced. This is one of the few movies that I actually liked Cameron Diaz in. I thought she did a very good job as the crazy wife who would do anything for her wedding to go down, like virtually anything. Right. But she had motivation her motivation was that she wanted that wedding to be her special day. And then that thereafter, she wanted to like reign as queen of her castle and come hell or high water. She was going to make that happen. And if it required killing people along the way, then she was willing to do that because apparently she thought her husband was an imbecile for getting himself caught up in all this. And she was going to have to be the one to fix it. Christian Slater didn't have that same motivation. He was just like, Hey, killing's really fun, and I kind of like being the puppeteer of this whole experiment. Well, he was a psychopath, and they referred in the movie that he had been taking those crazy self-help classes. He might have been a Scientologist. We don't know. <laughs> he might have been. Maybe he was a life coach. He could have been a life coach. Right. Killing, I mean, a, a, life coach, coach. a life coach that kills people is probably not the best life coach to have. No, probably not. It's true. <laughs> How could I turn my life around? Well... First, you need to die. And if we're talking while we're on such of actors, because we just discussed uh, Cameron Diaz and Christian Slater, mm-hmm. let's talk about Piven for a minute. Jeremy Piven from Entourage fame. Uh-huh. It's very hard for me to like Piven in pretty much anything he does. I think it's hard for a lot of people to like Piven. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Is it his personality? He just... Is well, off? Is it's, it this? It's weird because on the surface, I wouldn't say he beca- he comes across as particularly his, his, his off-screen exploits, rating. like the whole thing with the radiation that happened a year or two ago. Wait, what? Oh, that thing, the sushi. Yeah, I forgot about that actually, but I don't know if it's because he comes across as particularly smug or smarmy or full of himself. Mm-hmm. It could be all three of those things, but I feel like in what, whenever I do watch Entourage, that Ari Gold is really the real Jeremy Piven. A lot of people say that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this was kind of a, just a more pussy-whipped variation of that. I get that. Okay. So with very little redeeming characters, very little redeeming things that they do, like, what is there to left to like about this film? No, I just thought, I thought it was an interesting film. And I didn't say it was my favorite film. I just said... Um, but why is it interesting to you? Uh, I just like... Uh, I thought it was interesting to watch. I, I thought that the relationship between the characters is interesting. I like the way that, you know, shit goes downhill really fast. And basically characters make the total wrong decision every single time. And it just gets worse and worse. If you compare this to some something like The Hangover, where, where you're like, okay, somebody wasn't going to survive some of the things that happened. Like, if you have a tiger in your bathroom, you're probably not going to wake up, you know, in the mornings sun shining in your face, you'd probably be dead. He's probably <laughs> going to eat you, you know, before you can wake up. Right. Same thing with a baby. You know, hopefully that baby survives, but Was there anything to do with this movie? 
you were, are you implying that if that happened in this movie, then they wouldn't have survived? No, I'm just talking about there's different ways that a bachelor party can e- end up. Like my ba- <laughs> like my bachelor party, you know, it didn't, you know. Well, that was your moral of the story. I'm just saying there are different ways it could go. I just like a good story, and like I like I told you, I like the the story of Cameron Diaz being pretty much the wearing the pants in the relationship with John Favreau, who was a puss. Out of all the characters in the movie, is he pretty much does nothing to prevent anything from happening. You know, no, he's just passively along for the ride. He should just said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't, you know, screw this hooker in a bathroom with lots of." Sharp wall o- ornaments? Sh- sharp wall ornaments around. Here's my question. Basically what happens is, is the back of her head gets impaled by accident, yes, but on what can only be described as a singular towel rack. The thing is, like, why are you spinning around like that anyway to get her head stuck? Like, just stay in one place. Don't be spinning around the bathroom. And when, since when does a hotel like that splurge for, like, a really nice, ornate, sort of, I guess, metal wall ornament? Usually they're Plastic. And how would plastic impale your head? Was it a towel rack or was it like a a coat hanger? Well, it was in the bathroom, so I assumed it would be for your towel. You're sharp, you're sharpen your towel on this really sharp towel rack. Just didn't make sense. And if I ever have to watch Jeremy Piven simulating sex on anybody ever again, I might coked vomit. Up, coked up sex. That's even the, that's the worst. And yeah, this, this sweating all scene over, sweating all over where they're all doing coke and being crazy is just so stupid. That's Vegas, man. It's stupid. You guys go crazy. They're just going crazy and then there's just nonsensical bullshit. It made me mad as a viewer. It, it wasted my time. So if you had a bachelorette party in Vegas, there would be no coke involved. Just Coca-Cola. No, I don't think there would be Coke involved. And I mean, ho- And Hollywood men. I'm a liberal person. Do what you want to do on your own time as long as it doesn't hurt other people. I mean, if you want to do something like that, but, you know, do it in a hotel room when you don't drive your car and, you know, you're only hurting yourself. But it's just the way it was presented was so stupid. But there were no hookers killed during my bachelor party. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad. We didn't even make it to anywhere where there might be hookers. So. No, but you recently had a makeup bachelor party from someone else. So you piggybacked on and you got to have a different experience. <laughs> there were no hook- hookers killed at that one either. Nope. That's true. But, no. that, you know, well, he wasn't Bob's classy lady, but it was something like that. I, I, I don't think they go that what far. What happened on my first bachelor party was that someone gave me a drink with, like... 95% alcohol. 95% alcohol. And I had already been drinking a lot. I pretty much made it a marathon. Uh, no, a sprint, not a marathon. And I just drank too much at the beginning. And then like an hour and a half, two hours in, I was puking out of the limo as it went 40 miles per hour down sunset. Evidently, TMZ caught him. And he was embarrassed, so he puked in a bush. I don't know why they thought that was TMZ. Just because somebody was taping something on sunset, they... Well, all I know is that when your friends walked you in the door, your fingernails were dirty as if you'd been digging a grave. And I was like, what the hell happened to his hands? And they were like, he was he was puking in like some dirt and bushes. We killed a hooker and then we had to bury her. So I guess that's so, what, what's really happened. So we made Justin dig the grave with his hands. Oh my God, Justin, is that why you wanted me to see this movie? Was this your way of passive aggressively telling me that there's a hooker buried in the desert somewhere and that you had something to do with it? That's my passive-aggressive way of saying it. Yes, because you didn't have the gall to tell me before, but now you're like, let's watch Very Bad Things, and then maybe she'll get the hint. And she'll remember that my fingernails were all dirty that night that I came home. 
Um, no, my fingers were all dirty was because we were going 40 miles an hour on Sunset, and I was telling the female driver to slow down, and she stopped, and I like went and puked in a bush with some flowers. Puked on a flower. Yeah. It was sad. That's how I got the dirt on my hands. Hey, it's better than puking on your friend's head already in the toilet like they did in Bridesmaids. That was pretty bad. That was pretty awesome. It was terrible. I was disappointed there wasn't uh, more, um, is it Ellie? Ellie Kemper? Yeah. From The Office? Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. They She's sh- a cool girl. They kind of insinuated that she was a lesbian, and I didn't get, I only picked that, that up at the end that she might have been a lesbian. I don't think they insinuated that she was a lesbian. She did. Really? Really. I don't. I think there was hints, and then she kissed that girl at the end. No, they were having like a girl moment where they were just so sad about their own lives, and then they had a catharsis with each other. And get, girls kiss each other sometimes when there's a catharsis. No, but there was also stories about how that her husband or boyfriend or whatever, she she married? Yeah, she was married. Yeah. Was the only Maybe guy either. that she'd ever been with. Right. It was and more about that, not about the, that she might be a lesbian. At least I didn't get that. I mean, not definitely, but they definitely insinuated that. I'll look a, it up a after little this. Bit. I don't think so. Well, everything that you said was right is wrong, and you suck, and I rule. That's not nice. Why and would that, you talk to your wife that way? No, you're just like telling everything that I said. You're like, that's wrong. No, I didn't. I said I don't think so. Let me look up on the internet. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding around with you. Okay. Um, so very bad things. What's your final grade? You know what? I, I'm just going to say this about very bad things. What? It has one of the all-time best endings to a movie ever. <laughs> so, so sad, guys. Sad, but really kind of funny. It involves a dog being involved in a car accident. Okay, that's what? sad. That's not what I was saying at all. The dog ends up with three legs instead of four. I'm talking about the last, like, they're at the house and they're in their chairs and they got the dog and Cameron Diaz is going crazy. Favreau is a paraplegic. His friend is a quadriplegic. Cameron Diaz is in charge of taking care of both of them and the three-legged dog and two kids that have been orphaned. See, I don't like the way this has become. You're saying that because I kind of like this movie means that I totally agree with everything that happens in the movie. Like, if I loved Seven, that means that I must love, you know, killing everyone, that I, like, being a serial no, killer. No, I disagree because I love if Seven. I, if I love Dexter, I love killing people and the act I of like killing Dexter people. I like Dexter, too. Okay, well, just because I kind of like very bad things doesn't mean that I love you know, killing, inadvertently killing hookers and No, I know. Hotel I just staff. don't like the way it was presented. That's it. You can kill some hookers. I don't want to kill hookers. I'm just saying, in a movie, you can. I don't want to kill them in a movie either. Well, good. I want to treat them as, you know. With respect? With respect. <laughs> with hooker respect. With hooker respect. That special breed of respect known as hooker respect. <coughs> I will, I'll treat them just as if they worked at the cat house, the bunny ranch. In wow. Because we were watching cat house earlier. I knew you were thinking about that. <laughs> that show's funny. I would treat them with the same respect that I would any of the guys from Gigolos, that same TV show that we see. On one of the premium channels about the guys. Guys, if you have Showtime and you haven't <laughs> at least watched an episode of Gigolos, oh my God, watch! I'm going to totally recommend it. <laughs> if you don't, if you're skeezy about nudity, obviously don't. But it's a pretty funny show. If, if funny you, reality show. If you enjoy Bunny, was it? Is it called Bunny Ranch? No, Cat House. If you enjoy Cat House on HBO, then you will enjoy Gigolos. Yes. Except I think Gigolos is even more funny. 
Oh, it's a lot more. It's a lot cheesier too. Right, which is why it's more funny. But just just check it out for. Um, is it Brace? No, God, Brace. There's Can't a guy that's him. like in his forties, but he's <laughs> clinging on to his twenties. He's the Air Force Amy of Gigolos. <laughs> there you go. That works. I know. And then there's there's also the the kid that's just doing it for his kid. He's just hooking for his kid, pretty much. Well, you know, sometimes you do what you got to do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do do what you want to do, do, do. <laughs> All right, so what's your final grade for Very Bad Things? For Very Bad Things? I'd probably give Very Bad Things like a C+. Plus. Oh, I give it a C-. minus. C? Well, not that different. I love that you're like, <laughs> like, how dare you say something bad about Bridesmaids? There's nothing bad to say about it that movie. It didn't say that. It is perfection. We should give it the Oscar for Best Picture right now. Dude, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm just saying it's a great cotton candy movie. I would vote for Kristen Wiig for like a, a Golden Globe for her performance. I thought she was very good. I would not nominate her for a Golden Globe for her performance. You would not? No. Well, you suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I, I would nominate her for Golden Globe just for her scene where she, uh, in the movie... Her um, police officer, not police officer. He's a be- no he's state, a trooper. state trooper. State trooper kind of boyfriend is very mad at her, and he goes, she goes, <laughs> she goes to him trying to get his help, and he tries to ignore her. So she decides to just go back and forth on the road where he's sitting in his car doing various things. She's like, got a jalopy of an old car, and she does things like pretend that she's not driving it, pretend that she's drinking, pretend that she's texting and talking on a phone at the same time, just to get him to stop and pull her over. So, Kristen Wiig, I would uh, I would give you a Golden Globe nomination for that performance in that scene alone, but Chrissy won't even give you a Golden Globe nomination for the entire movie. Hey, I think it should and go she, on. And she pref- professes to love the movie a lot more than I do. Well, I don't think it's a Golden Globe sort of movie. That's why. Kristen Wiig, however, I would suggest putting that comedy? on real. There's comedy and drama. Yeah, I understand, but it's an Apatow movie. Like, that's not Whoa. Golden Globe comedy. It's not. It's not cerebral enough. Cerebral? What cerebral comedies are being nominated for the Golden Globe? If the Gilmore Girls were made into a movie. <laughs> So, Apatow, get on that. I'm getting tired. Chrissy's obviously not on the Apatow train unless there's a Gilmore Girls movie that's cerebral enough to be nominated for a Golden Globe. All I could think of about comedies that were also cerebral was the Gilmore Girls, and then I thought that's a TV show and not a movie. But that's what I meant. Like, I don't see Golden Globes being handed out to slapstick comedies. Golden Globes are bullshit anyway. It's But then like why would six, you want her nominated for a group that? Of sixty foreign journalists that are you know Right. They're not They they do movies that have more um thought to them. Not so I again we keep referencing this, but I don't think Dumb and Dumber would be a Golden Globe movie either. It damn well should have been. But you see what I'm saying? I thought I thought you were just defending Bridesmaid as having a lot more thought to it. I said heart. Heart. Oh, so no thought, but heart. Some thought. Heart before thought. So you get a half Golden Globe <laughs> nomination, Bridesmaids. Yes, you do. Congratulations. Well done. There you go. That's all I got to say tonight. So you gave Bridesmaids a what? An A? A I'm between an A and an A minus. So an A. It would be 4.25 stars. And the very bad things, you give a C minus. Yes, I do. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad I made you watch it, even though that you seemed the way you were talking about it. Sound like you're giving an F. So. What very bad things? Yeah. No, because I mean there were certain. It was at least cohesive enough. Watch it, guys. It's worth at least one watch. No, it's not. Yes. Go watch Bridesmaids instead. Well, Bridesmaids. It's better. It's better. Well, I agreed to that, but I also said that very bad things is worth a watch. If you like dark, dark comedy, you like Favreau, Piven, Slater, Cameron Diaz, the like. It's on instant streaming. If I want some dark, Netflix. dark comedy, I'm going to watch The Addams Family, Family Values. If I'm going to watch your face. Hey, quick announcement. Next week, we're having Kristen Winters. No way. On that's, the show. That's the week after. Week and a half. <laughs> Sometime soon. <laughs> and in the meantime, find us on Twitter at Justin Winters or at Chris Winters. Cool. That's it. Peace out. <laughs>